0: As we light, as we light more and more of the attributes of Christ, you see how much brighter things get, more light in the world, and less darkness up here. Talking about joy. You ever been sad and all of a sudden get happy? Or joyfully at this uh like you know, just this past week ourselves, I mean yeah, it was kinda of down and out with Carol fracturing her arm and stuff, you know. And then we had a hard time getting to the see the spatialists. But boy, what joy we had when they called us back and gave us an appointment the next day, you know. So God has a way of taking things, and uh, even though uh, they seem kind of they are bad, but you just keep your eyes on Him, and uh, we just kept praying, you know, God gives the right doctor, and uh, we truly believe He did. But in uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 1, it reads Now all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near Jesus to listen to Him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, This man receives sinners, and he eats with them. (laughs) So he told them this parable Jesus did, saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Now, there's a lot of joy in that scripture there, but I mean, the scribes were talking to Jesus, and, man, this guy hangs out with sinners. He even eats dinner with them. Well, aren't you glad that Jesus does? Because us. You know, just think of that. We have a... There can be a lot of self-righteousness out in the world. A lot of that's out there. And Jesus said He came he come to save the sinners. Not the right... Not people in their own righteousness, you know, which is also a sin. But He came purposely to rescue you from your sins. How many people lived their life not knowing they needed rescued? That was me. I mean, I was perfect. I asked (laughs) Carol, no idea that I needed rescued. I'm pretty good. and I tell you what, Jesus never gave up on me. Of course, my wife never gave up on me. A lot of people on the church that she did never gave up on me. Very patient. Never wrote me off. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. That's what he's saying now. The Lord's going to get a hold of him. He's going to get a hold of him because he, why? Know the Word of God. His Word doesn't come back void. He knows he's going to make me miserable. Make me miserable without him. Man. And what will happen before that moment we surrender our life, we try everything we can to have joy. And isn't it funny the things that brought you joy at one time, it quit bringing you joy? Why? Because God had a calling on your life. He was out there. The Holy Spirit was ministering to you. Trying to get you. Come on. So what you used to do to have that joy. It's Friday night. and Oh man, I can't wait. I'm going out. Get paid on Friday. Wow. Going out and go a party somewhere. Going to do this. And eventually you get out there. It's not fun as it used to be. What's wrong with you guys? You used to bring me a lot of joy. You don't anymore. Well, again, it's prayers. It's people interceding. And all of a sudden, we realize, man, I'm lost. I need to save. You. I need Jesus. And folks, each one of you, if you've called upon the name of the Lord, if you're what we call born again, born of the Spirit, when you called upon the Lord, there was a party going on in heaven, rejoicing. I mean, as you prayed, and whether it was the middle of the night, whether it was down at the altar, man, the angels were rejoicing. And lucky. Jesus, look, you sacrifice. Bring another one home. Bring another one into your kingdom. Wow. You're not the same as you were. That should always bring joy to our life because of Him. And that's a joy that the world, we saying cannot take that away from you. If you remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Rejoicing. Think of that, Susan. When you come to the Lord, Jesus rejoiced. You know? It's just like... Well, Brother Rick testified earlier about the guy who gave his shoes away, you know. He got up in the morning put on a pair of boots. He had no idea at that time that God was going to use the shoes that he put on his feet to bless somebody. When that guy came in with no shoes, walking in his bare sock feet, and the Lord moved upon him to give. And look at the joy that he had when he walked out of here and his bare feet, and a guy walked out of here with shoes on. That's a double joy thing, you know? And that that's where our joy comes from, you know? The world say, well, you, you can't wear a pair of boots. The boots cost you $200. And you gave them away? It didn't cost me nothing. Everything I have belongs to the Lord. Amen? Yeah. So if we keep our eyes focused on on the true meaning of Jesus... We have that joy. We can go day by day. Sure, you're going to go through stuff, but we cannot allow it to get us down. We can't let us get to the point, oh, I'm done. You know, he could have went out, outside later on after he gave his boots away and around the corner and seen the guy taking his boots off and giving somebody else. Well, would that make the guy mad who gave him away? No. Because here's... here's The guy hasn't compassion. Oh, thank you, God. At least I got socks on. He took the boots off, gave someone who had nothing on their feet. You know? And the whole intent was, no doubt, God want to get from here to here over this guy here. That's what I say. Anytime we receive a gift, a blessing, thank you, Lord. Is this for me or for somebody else? And uh, sometimes we just got to hang on to it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. And either you'll find out it's for you or it's for you to be the hands and feet of Christ to share with somebody, you know? And I just love to watch people's eyes light up when you get to do something in the name of the Lord. It's just so awesome. And we're so blessed this time of year because there's so much frustration out there uh, that just a, a smile or a nice word brings peace to people. And like I said before, you know, we fight over Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Right? don't do that it's happy holidays and it is Merry Christmas and people are all what's Santa Claus got to do with it you know if there wasn't a Santa Claus there would not be a Christmas think of that how many people know the story a couple of you guys do in a nutshell this is awesome this is God you know the celebration of Jesus' birth never took place until about three, three 315. And he had an emperor named Constantine uh, in charge of the whole world, basically. And he had, in his kingdom, he had pagans. And he had Christians. And the pagans would celebrate the uh, Winter Solstice on December the 21st. And the emperor was getting ready to go to war. And, uh, of course, he worshipped the, the sun, the sun god. And one night when he was sleeping... God gave him a dream and he saw the cross of Christ cover the sun. And it spoke to him like Jesus is the Son of God. At the same time in prison, there's a guy named Nicholas who was in prison. Why? Because he was a Christian. And the emperor before Constantine put him put him in prison. Why? Because he got tired of hearing about sin and about rejoicing. Nicholas was a young man who had a very rich family. And they passed away. He had all this money and he was a Christian. And he would see out there in his town the needs of people. And he would go without any acknowledgement and meet their needs. Well, Constantine started going into the prison visiting with Nicholas. Now his name wasn't Santa Claus it was Nicholas, the last name his first name okay and he went, his heart got so soft toward the things of Christianity that he wanted to help bring his kingdom together. So the Emperor Constantine, okay I don't want to do it he declared December 25th to be the day to celebrate the birth. Of your Savior. Because, again, he wasn't a Christian this time. He, p- he picked December 25th. Because, folks, Jesus was born. He was birthed a lot of part of September, first part of October, depending on how the 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 holiday or the, uh, feasts go. So we know that. Because we know that he was crucified at 33 and a half years old. And that took place in the middle of March. So you back up six months, or you go forward six months, give you his birthday. But this is a God thing, though. December the 25th, if you follow it all out, and you know the Jewish culture, Jewish folks do one thing that we haven't done yet. The minute you're conceived, you're considered to be a person. December the 25th is the day that Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And God became human form as a little embryo in her womb. Isn't that awesome? Now, nowhere in the Bible says that we have to celebrate Christmas, but we do that, celebrate the greatest gift there is. But we have, over the years, it got kind of reversed instead of uh, the spirit of St. Nicholas, instead of moving upon people saying, hey, I wonder what Vicki might need this year. We, we, Satan gets twisted around with kids and everybody's writing, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want... And it was really just the spirit of meeting people's needs. And that's how got it got twisted around. So, it is Happy Holiday because it is winter time? But also, we look at it as Merry Christmas. We're remembering the Christ Child who was conceived on that day, and then birth. So, you don't have to get in a fist fight anymore at Walmart, <laughs> like that. And there is nothing wrong with, with celebrating the giving gift. You know, oh, you know. Uh, but we have to. I believe we have to keep it in perspective. And I truly believe this also for you as you know, you know, they you get youngsters uh if, if you're celebrating Saint Nicholas and his giving spirit watching out, I will have you know, like one gift, and maybe the the coat comes from Santa Claus, and the gift comes from uh these other toys that have come from the parents because I know a lot of times kids get to the point like, Oh man, Santa Claus bought them a bicycle, a remote control, a shotgun, a rifle, a coon dog. I got an orange, <laughs> you know. And so, but, but anyway, I was going to share that with you. You have to argue over the type of year it is, you know, holidays or, or Christmases. But, but I think it's amazing how Constantine turned his face towards the Lord. And they say that he even got born again before uh, he passed away. And that Constantine's mother actually went around and uh, built churches on sites where... uh like where Paul was at and other places, so yeah. So anyway, now you got Paul Harvey say, "You know the rest of the story." So I hope they'll give you joy when you're in the you're checking out. And they say, oh, "Happy holidays Well, thank you, and you know, what? Merry Christmas. I'm celebrating the, uh, the coming of the Lord. You know, so yeah, you can put a smile on your face. The other one in Luke chapter 15, we're we'll going to go to verse eight. It says, "Let me drink water here." Well, what woman, if she has ten silver coins and loses one coin, but does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? When she found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I had lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents." joy mm. and it, and the parable went by saying a, a woman who has ten silver coins because in those days it was custom that the, the women took care of stuff like that you know they did the, they buy his property I mean they did all kind of awesome stuff and knowing that uh, they lost a coin how many here would if you dropped a coin would you look for it you know I know some people used to be telling me, "Well, if I see a penny on the sidewalk, I pick it up." And now they're at a quarter; <laughs> it has to be a quarter before they bend over and get it, you know. But again, people in this, people around you might not rejoice because you're following Jesus. But look what took place when you decided to follow Jesus. Wow! Now I'm going to turn to Luke chapter one. Verse twenty six reading from the Passion Translation today. Yep, Luke chapter one, verse twenty-six. It says During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you. And so you are anointed with great favor. Now Mary's about 16 years old, they figure at this time. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear. Mary, for the Lord, has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestors' David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit." Mary said, But how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. And Gabriel answered, The Spirit of holiness will fall upon you, and Almighty God will spread His shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your aged aunt, Elizabeth, has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. The Mary responded, saying, This is amazing. I will be a mother for the Lord. As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. <clears throat> The angel of God appeared to Mary, and first thing he says, hey man, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Okay? He so, said, hey, you found favor. he okay. got a wonderful gift for you. He will be supreme, says Jesus will be, and will be known as the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will enthrone Him as King on His ancestors' David's throne. He will reign as King of Israel forever and ever and ever. Can you imagine being that lady, being Mary? couldn't you imagine have God send His angel? That the Spirit of God would show up, to, hey, listen, hey, listen. <laughs> i got a deal for you. Say, I, I, I want to save the universe. I want to rescue people from their sins. But you know what? I gave you all authority here. It's flesh and blood that has authority. In order for me to come down, and do I need to do, I have to find somebody that would agree to birth me. Wow. What would you have said? Yes. Would you say, Well, let me think about it? You know, I mean I mean it says here that Mary said, Well, how can this happen? I'm still a virgin. So she was thinking, okay, I don't know how I have a kid. She's never had a kid before. Probably had an no idea how the kids or kid, become kids, you know. <laughs> Ladies have a lot better knowledge than men have it now, but back in my day you just didn't have that much knowledge. He had an idea. <laughs> but he just figured the lady gets fat and a kid comes, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot more to that. But she inquired, asked a few questions. And then she agreed to it. She agreed to bring Jesus into the world. But she was engaged to a guy named Joseph. You ever hear of him? Well, let's go back over here to Matthew chapter 2. I think that's where I want to go. Nope. I want to go to chapter 1. In Matthew, verse 18. This was how Jesus, God's anointed one, was born. His mother Mary had promised Joseph to be his wife. But while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Already engaged. And there's another decision. Mary, I wonder that crossed her mind. Okay, you uh, you want me to what? Be pregnant with the Son of God. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know what Joseph's going to think. I mean, I'm I'm enthroned to be married to him. We're engaged. He's already started building a house. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, well, my father's a priest, Mary says, you know. So she knows the scriptures in the Old Testament we were caught of the coming of the Lord, that he'd be born of a virgin. I don't know how much thought process went through her mind. We read it all in, what, 90 seconds, probably? But how, yeah, how much longer did she ponder on it, you know? You think, well, she'd be nuts to think twice about it. But, you know, one scripture, it might be King James, says Mary pondered on this. I think it's King James, maybe. I mean, she had to be excited. No doubt she's just talking to the angel of the Lord, you know? Oh man, oh man, I, I not How much stuff went through her mind? Then all of a sudden, yeah, I agree. And the next thing you know, she's starting to show and she has a husband-to-be. I want to she that. oh man, I should have thought twice about this. <laughs> I never thought, man, I agreed to have the Son of God, but man, my husband... <laughs> oh man, I mean... Yeah, I'll carry Jesus nine months and He'll be birthed and Son of God's out there. But my, my husband, oh man, we were going to do this. and We were going to go to Hawaii. We had all these things we wanted to do. I don't know. But God has a way. When we agree to do His things, He has a way to cover our backs, do not He? So He would send His angel to Joseph. And again, His mother Mary had promised Joseph to be His wife. But while she was still a virgin she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiance, Joseph, was a righteous man full of integrity and he didn't want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. She could have been stoned to death. Think of that. I mean, look at the heart of Joseph. How I mean... How many of us ever had someone do us dirty? That boy, you had really an investment into him. That man, may we're gonna do this and this. I mean, uh, and have him mess you big time. How many of us would want to be nice to him? Hey, uh, I know they messed me up. They did this, this, this. But you know, I, I don't see anything bad happen to him. I still want the best for them. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to walk away. That way I cause him no harm. Man. I mean, back in high school, I had a girl break a date with me. I'd never talk to her again. <laughs> you know? You know who I am? <laughs> but he this is engaged to be married. <clears throat> but, but while he was still debating with himself... About what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him in clear light and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife, because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Savior, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. This happened to that what the Lord spoke through His prophet would come true. It says, listen, a virgin will be pregnant. She will give birth to a son, and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God became one of us. When Joseph <laughs> awoke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife, but they refrained from having sex until she gave birth to her son. From then Named Jesus. Mm. But He is destined to give His life to save the people from the sins. Mary agrees to bring Jesus into the world. Joseph agrees to be the Father. Why? To save His people from their sins. What happened if Mary said, no, nah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think if this body just to get pregnant, you know, I'm a cheerleader, you know, I'm doing all this. And, and Joseph's going to say, hey, listen, man, come on, come on. I'm getting married. But I'm not ready to start a family yet. You know, I'm glad things are going good. I'm glad God is coming. I'm glad he's coming to save his people. But I got things I want to do yet, you know. I got a hunting trip coming up, you know, Montana. You know, I got all this. All these excuses could come in to his head. What did he say yes? Now, can you imagine Joseph and Mary? Son, will you be married for me? I don't want to pick on the ladies. So. Father, okay? I'm bringing Mary along with me. Come on. Come on, honey. Come on. <laughs> hey, S- Step back. A pregnant woman coming through. Step back. Step back. Get your feet in there. Watch out. Step back. Step back. Step back. What am I doing? I'm protecting Jesus. I took an oath. Yes. I'll be your husband. I'll be his father. Oh, I'm, just, I'm going to. <laughs> 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 I'm going to do everything I can to protect him. Now, he you imagine as we're walking to Bethlehem, because we got to go register, okay? And Mary's getting tired. She says, Oh, I just want to sit down. I want to rest. And, and okay, you, you need to do this. <laughs> if something pops out, I'm leaving. <laughs> and she said, Oh, I want to rest. I, I, I want me get me a chili dog, will you? Give me a chili dog. You? Hey, listen, you're carrying the Son of God. You need to rest. But a chili dog? I'm telling you what whatever you consume is going to affect that child. Whatever you bring into your life is going to affect Jesus that is carrying you. If Christ is alive in you, we have to understand that everything that you bring into your body affects the child, okay? Now, I'm not telling Mary she can't have that chili dog, okay? I'm telling her, listen, are you sure you want to do this? Because you're going to give a heartburn to the child. You're bringing the Son of God in. That chili dog is not good for you. I think you need to set that aside till after the baby comes. But she still has the right to do what she wants to. That is called mentoring. Well, that can be called discipling, okay? That's called accountability a person, okay? So help Mary get back up again. Uh, get back up. Uh. We got a bit longer, okay? He stops. Oh, man. Phew. This is tough work. Just give me a drink and my cigarette and I'll be okay, okay? Mary, are you sure you want to do that? Well, uh, why not? Uh, remember the baby within you. Once the baby's birth, we can celebrate with Jack Daniels and a fat cigar if you want to, okay? And I'm not talking against anybody that smokes and this is all about... My <laughs> <their> baby. <laughs> it's kicking, yeah. <laughs> but he, he has to remember... He, she has to remember... Taking back your conversation last night, never mind. Um uh, that whatever comes into his body is going to affect ge Je- everybody, thank you. It's gonna affect Jesus. And so has to be willing to set things aside. You know, maybe she wasn't thinking about this from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I'll give I'll carry Jesus. Realize oh man, all the restrictions I don't have. I can't do this and this and chili dogs and uh, I all. But in order for her to know this, she has an accountability partner. Amen? To not being afraid to mention it. Now, she can. She can light up a cigar right now and get her Jack Daniels out, whatever. But you to think about the baby inside here. For right now you're carrying Jesus. And whatever comes into your body is going to affect Him. And you're carrying the Savior of the world. Wow, this temple, we want to make sure it's the best it can be for Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I love your eyes <laughs> but I can see as they carry on they go towards Bethlehem before the birth of, of Jesus that Joseph will be very, very cautious and not afraid to mention to Mary hey are you sure are you sure you want that whole apple pie you know just saying that it could cause an argument but trying to protect Jesus bringing the Savior of the world in Thank you, Mary. You sit down. I might need some more here. But, uh... I liked your illustrations before camera phones. <laughs> camera phones. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might need you later on, so I don't know if you want to give birth yet or not. <laughs> but a lot of things that can go on through her mind and, and Joseph's mind. But look, everything that they did would affect the Christ and Mary. And... Can you imagine, I mean, Mary's walk around, hey, I'm gonna, I'm giving birth to Jesus. I'm gonna give birth, I'm carrying the Son of God. Not that she's gonna have a baby, she's got a baby. Just not birthed yet, amen? And can you imagine telling people that, but walking around at the same time, eating chili dogs, okay, burritos, whatever, I don't know what you women are supposed to eat when you're pregnant, I'm not sure. Carol was pregnant with three kids, I ate whatever I wanted, okay? But realizing that whatever's coming in would affect the child. <laughs> you're carrying Jesus? And you're eating that? There's some vitamins. You want vitamins? You want some orange juice? Uh, I don't know what else you would have, but you want something? <laughs> now, 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 how can you convince me that you're carrying Jesus, the Son of God, when you're consuming all this stuff? You know? The point he's trying to get at is that people will look at us carrying Jesus and say, are you really carrying the Lord? Uh, Why are you consuming this? Why are you... Again, his message is for me, for every one of us here. Always looking in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Just think, Mary and Joseph was used by God to bring the Savior into the world, Jesus Christ. And because what they agreed to 2,000 years ago, here you are sitting in here at the assembly of God's children celebrating what He did. But folks, we have no less of a responsibility than Mary and Joseph. You know? And we got to recognize that everything that we do reflects Christ in us. But this is an awesome thing. Don't sit here and get down on yourself, okay? Every word of God is made, given to us to enlighten us. Oh man, I never thought of that before. Remember how many people love Jesus? Well, we all love Jesus, I would say. Amen. Who wants to be like Jesus? We all want to be like Jesus. Who's going to be like Jesus? Jesus. Until he's coming. Number one, you have heard the call of God upon your life, saying, "Listen, we carry Jesus. Without Him coming into your life, He'll take it from there." You, Mary, had to learn. I mean, I don't know. I've never been pregnant. I know I might look like it at times, but I can imagine it takes. I mean, to walk this way. I saw Ryan trying to walk. I mean, it's, no, he's don't here. You got accustomed to him. How many ladies, when you find out you have a child, you get nervous about the day you going to give birth? Yes. But did he give birth? I mean, did it? It's all built into the system. Okay? So once you conceive, you just keep doing what you're supposed to do. And God has built into you what needs to be done. And the same way when you receive Christ as Savior, Lord. Walk with Jesus and allow Him to grow in you. Amen? He'll grow and you're going to learn how to walk. You know, you might be, you know, Ryan might stumble a couple of times, have that belly out here like that, but he'll learn. He might run to the wall a couple of times, okay, because he's not used to turning. I am, but you're not, okay? But as he followed with his commitment, his body adjusted to it because that's how God recreated our bodies. And same with the Spirit of God when you receive them. He's in there. Allow him to grow in you. But grow like you're doing right now, grow closer to him, through the fellowship, to your prayer time. To allow him because inside of you is the Savior of the world. Inside of you one who's come over death, sickness, and disease. And inside of you is the one who will break every chain the devil's got you wrapped up in. He said no more, Jesus, I'm you're mine. I'm going to follow you. He said, I am with you. We're going to resist this devil that's been haunting you. We're going to resist this devil that's got a hold of you. We're going to break these chains. If you if you just come to me, come to me, surrender more, we're going to break these things that's holding you back. But inside of you, man, we're going to flourish. God called you to carry Jesus into the world. And we're going to do it together. But Jesus, I'm not perfect. Yeah, I'm not. I am, Jesus says. You just agree to follow me and receive me. Mary, what, was, she, was she perfect? She had one perfect thing, that was her heart to give it to Jesus, and same with you today. You know, what we consume can affect the Christ that we carry into us. And I'm not just talking about drugs, alcohol, all kind of stuff. Anything out there, anything that we bring in to our life. This other world will affect the Christ that's trying to grow inside of us. And we got to shake off the things of the world. we got to shake off the things that's there, are detrimental. To that it, it seems like the minute you get more serious with God, and we all go through different layers, layers of seriousness, right? Where we we step up close to the Lord, yeah, that's awesome. And then we all... Oh, and we stay dormant for a bit. not dormant. We just stay right at this level here. Then you thought, man. I, I just the emptiness inside of it again, that void. Oh, I'm going to start reading my Bible twice a day. I'm going to start praying. And you, you do that, and here it comes whatever it was in your life that he set you free from, or set you free from. Something shows up free. It's kind of like if you ever go on a diet, and someone shows up to, hey, man, I've got I got two free dinner tickets. You know, for Bacon Butts Beyond or whatever they call them things that plays up in New Philly. What's that bacon? Hog, hog Heaven. Hog Heaven. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, excuse me. But they show up with it. It's like, oh, I'm pretty take Now you got to decide, okay, am I going to stay in my commitment, on my diet, and get a better body, or am I going to give in to this uh, yes. And so once we get our commitment into it, I'm done with that. Be done with it. And don't let anyone talk you into it. Okay? And, and maybe someone will offer you those tickets for the big place. Might not even know you're on a diet. You know, maybe they don't know you, you drew that line. Okay? And they're not trying to be mean to you. Oh, we got this. Oh, hey, I appreciate it. But you know, Daryl, I'm trying to get better shape. You know, Daryl says, Pastor, Round is a shape. I understand that. (laughs) But I've decided, this is what I want to do. Go ahead. Hey, take W with me. Go eat dinner somewhere, okay? But I've decided I'm going to walk this way now, okay? Uh, And that's with the Master, you know? With Christ, when we determine, I'm going to follow Christ. I'm not worthy, but He is. My sins are forgiven. I'm under the blood. And I'm going to follow Him, and I'm going to take Jesus in the world. And people look at me and say, huh, you're following Jesus. I know where, what you used to do. Well, you're right. I used to do that. And that's my testimony. I used to do that. I've been delivered. been forgiven. You better than me? No, I'm not better than you. I'm forgiven. And I want you to receive that same thing. <laughs> Get out of here, you Jesus freak. Okay. Love you. But what do we do? We continue to pray for those who reject us, like Jesus says. You know? I mean, it's amazing. Christ knew when He was birth what He's going to go through to rescue us. And He tries to give us a heads up. Well, He does give us a heads up. You don't follow me, Vicky? They're going to do the same thing to you they did to me. They're going to reject my word. Why? Because they're still living with a sin... Unregenerated sin spirit, just like you used to. So we gotta be patient. Not hang around them. Don't tell me. Don't think you gotta be around them if they're causing you trouble. But we love Jesus and we pray for him. And sometimes we pray to God. <laughs> I lift him up, her up. I turn him over to you, and God send workers into their path to witness to. That's scripture, you know. If they were here, the truth be set free, because they're not getting it from me, but God sent across my path those that I can share to come out of darkness to light. That's what it means following Jesus. this gift that we're celebrating that God says you're worth it. Think of that. Some of you sitting here today, you feel so worthless you're so down on yourself. That's the devil. God does not see you worthless. At the height of your greatest sin you were ever committed, God still didn't see you worthless. He still loved you. He cared for you. He's rejoicing your today. You're in here hearing the Word of God. That you came in to worship Him today. Don't give up, guys. Closer to Him. You know, His coming, be like, I don't remember how that goes either. Something when a lady gets nine, the kid comes. What is it? Dilated. Dilated. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. We are I think we're at eight and a half right now of the coming of the Lord again. So we just continue to follow him, preparing for his return, loving him and sharing it. You give him birth back here? Oh <laughs> <Ten> me <centimeters high. laughs> Wow. Amen. Everyone God has a plan and purpose for. Let me just check real quick. We have to determine that it's Jesus who we want. Sell out to Him. And whatever His Word says, do. And trust in Him. Trust in Him. Just like Mary when she agreed... What kind of trouble we have with Joseph? Eh. God took care of it. Amen. And whatever's keeping you back from a total commitment to the Lord, if you're afraid that what somebody's going to say, hey, let God take care of it. He took care of you, didn't he? He brought you this far. Who knows? One thing we learned here in the scripture today, and we've been talking about praying God's word, is that God speaks to people in their dreams. The angel of the Lord can be sent. Doesn't hey Lord? Listen, they're crazy. I can't get a word in. but they sleep. But Father, when they sleep, I just pray that you will send an angel to speak to them in the dreams, have their attention, God, that they'll be delivered from the attack they're going through. Speaking out the Scripture, that's this amazing thing. And for yourself, keep falling back down, keep getting back up again. I am a new creation in Christ those things have gone I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me God will supply all my needs to the rich and the glory in Christ Jesus the friendly to him but, but, but if you quit doing it, if you quit selling them drugs how are you going to buy your food? how? I'm not sure but I know what my God will supply all my needs to the rich and glory in Christ Jesus I don't know how he's going to do it but I know he'll do that you know or whatever it might be. Quit, quit stealing. You, you're not going to steal from me anymore? Check. Come on, man. I need two more cars by tomorrow night. I got a house payment. You can know, rest today. But he you know, I'm done with that. I'm following Christ now. How <laughs> are you going to support yourself? I don't know. But the scripture I give him everything, I give him my life. they will take care of me. My scripture says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and whatever I need, it be provided to me." I mean, look at myself. I am doing my own way now, and I am not doing too good of a job, huh? For God, that was my prayer. My prayer when I come to Jesus. I thought, "Here I am." You know, you all heard it before. Great job, great retirement coming. Great wife, three kids. Empty inside. Didn't know what it was that bald-headed preacher named Jim Gross preaching next door. Alright, I'm going to go to church, God, for a year. For one year, I'll go. If I'm not any better, i will come back to where I am. I made it two weeks from now they the altar gave my life to Jesus. And I haven't looked back yet. It's uh, Up and down? Yes. Amen. Because the old man still fights you. But through Christ you have a new spirit. And that spirit that comes that directs your soul, listen to it more. There's an old Indian proverb, I think it is, or maybe, I'm not sure, but it says, you got a wolf on one corner and you got a lamb on the other. You know, which one one is going to devour me? Which one shall I follow? It's whichever one you feed the most is going to give you direction. You have the Holy Spirit and you have the flesh. If you feed the flesh, that's what you're going to be at in the world of sin through the Spirit, the Word of God, and be strengthened. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Father in heaven, we thank You, God, for Your Word. I thank You for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank You, Father God, for those gathered here this morning, here and around the world that came in to worship the true living God. I thank You for the blessed hope we have through Christ Jesus. All things are possible through God. Lord I just raise my hand today, I ask you this touch touch us where we're at today Father you see our hearts you see our needs you see it before we do we just call upon the Holy Spirit to continue to minister to that small still voice our ears be more attentive to it and speak guide us use us just as testimony went out this morning Lord The Lord said to do this and that we do it. And it brings Your glory. God, we lift ourselves up today. Touch me, Lord. Give me strength. Help me overcome the adversary. And Lord, for our nation today, we pray for our country. Continue to seek Your faith, Father. Continue to turn away from our wicked ways, God. We pray that you will heal this land, God. To strengthen us, God. To continue to use this nation to be a light around the world, shining the light on you and not ourselves, God. And we pray for those who are in authority. We pray for eyes and ears be open to your word. We pray that spirits be yielded to you, God. We pray for those, Father God, who love you and serving you, God. To be strengthened and be given. More authority in places that represent you. But God, for those who are dead set and doing evil, destroy this nation that you created, God, we bind that spirit today in the name of Jesus. That they be removed from power, Father, brought to justice. And Father, through all that, we still pray their eyes and ears be open as your word says, that your desire that not one person would perish, Father. We speak ahead of protection around our children, our children's children today, around our schools. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you are the blessed hope. May the joy that we share with you, Father God, continue to lift us in the middle of the night, guide us during the day, and may all this, Father God, reflect upon you, as we have agreed. To carry Jesus into this world. And to you be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.